This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. Welcome to the 22nd Annual Writers' Symposium by the Sea at Point Loma Nazarene University. I'm Dean Nelson. I'm the journalism faculty at the university. And tonight we have the great Robert Pinsky, U.S. Poet Laureate, who has done more to raise the profile of poetry in public life in this modern day than anyone I know. Robert Pinsky is a poet, an essayist, a literary critic, an advocate for the power of poetry. He speaks his, of his own work as composing poems, not writing poems, because he sees the voice as an instrument, just like these musical instruments behind me. He'll be performing his poetry tonight with three terrific musicians from the Point Loma Nazarene University Jazz Band, Stephen Brown on drums, Matt Giles on piano, Evan Colleen on bass. They are under the direction of John Daly. Would you give a writer's symposium welcome to Robert Pinsky? in the fire of having you. I drowned in the fire of having you. I burned. I burned in the river of not having you. I drowned in the fire of having you. I burned in the river of not having you. We lived together for hours in a house of a thousand rooms, and we were parted for a thousand years. Ten minutes ago, ten minutes ago, we raised our children. They cover the earth, and they have forgotten that we existed. It was not the worldly illusion of Maya. It was not a ladder to perfection. It was this cold sunlight falling on this warm earth.
When I turned, when I turned, you went to hell. When your ship fled the battle, I followed you and lost the world. Without regret, but with stormy recriminations. Someday, someday far down that corridor of horror, the future. Someday, far down that corridor of horror, the future, somebody will buy this, my picture, my picture of you. That person will buy that picture for the frame at a stall in a dwindled city. And studying your face that person will decide to harbor it a little while longer from the waters of anonymity and the acids of breath because I drowned I drowned in the fire of having you and I burned I burned in the river of not having you We lived together for hours in a house of a thousand rooms and we were parted for a thousand years. And someday, when that person buys that picture for the frame at a stall in a dwindled city, they will study your face because I burned in that river and I drowned. I drowned in the fire of having you. I am so delighted to be working with such talented, eager, brilliant musicians. My only complaint about them is that they're too young. <laughs> In every other regard, they're great. And I am talking about Matthew Giles. <laughs> Stephen Brown. And Evan Colleen. We'll do another poem for you. This poem has the proposition that there is such a thing as reincarnation and previous lives. Entertains the idea somewhat. And certainly figuratively there are previous lives. The musical instruments had lives. These particular ones and the instruments is an idea. And the electricity and the amplification come from dead life, previous lives. But this poem, this poem takes the idea a little more seriously than that. And I suppose in a way it thinks of the previous life every one of us had. Every one of us here is descended from royalty. Everybody here is descended from slavery, starvery, etc. Street music. Sweet Babylon. Headphones. Song bones. At a slate stairway's base, alone alone and unready, not far from the taxis and bars of the old stone station. In the bronze, ordinary afternoon light, to find yourself back. Headphones, song bones. To find yourself back behind that real city. And inside this other city where you slept in the street. Gray tunic of a child. Your bare feet. Coarse sugar of memory. 
coarse sugar of memory. Salt Nineveh of barrows and stalls. The barber with his copper bowl. Beggars, grain sellers, the alley of writers of letters in different dialects. Stands of the ear cleaner, the spicer, the tailor, the reign of Asher Banipal, hemp woman, poor merchant, coarse sugar of memory, coarse Nineveh of barrows and stalls, hemp woman, poor merchant, hand porter, errand boy, child sold from a doorway, salt Nineveh of barrows and stalls, coarse sugar of memory, where you slept in the street, your bare feet, gray tunic of a child, coarse sugar of memory, salt Nineveh of barrows and stalls, candy Memphis, candy Memphis of exiles and hungers, honey calends and drays, syrup sellers, sicknesses, coarse sugar of memory, salt Nineveh of barrows and stalls, Candy, Memphis of exiles and hungers, syrup sellers, sicknesses, your bare feet, runes, tunes, donkeys, yams, tunes on the mouth heart, shuffles and rags, healer, dealer, healer, dealer, drunkard, fresh water, sewage, coarse sugar of memory, salt Nineveh of barrows and stalls, candy Memphis of exiles and hungers. Sometimes, sometimes wherever you died in the market, your soul flies up out of you, hunting for buried cakes here in the city. Sometimes wherever you died in the market, your soul flows a hunting out of you, a hunting for buried cakes here in the city. Samurai Song Samurai Song When I had no roof I made audacity my roof When I had no supper My eyes dined When I had no eyes I listened When I had no ears, I thought. When I had no thought, I waited. When I had no father, I made care my father. When I had no mother, I embraced order. When I had no friend, when I had no friend, I made quiet my friend. When I had no enemy, I opposed my body. When I had no temple, I made my voice my temple. I have no priest. My tongue is my choir. When I have no means, fortune is my means. When I have nothing, death will be my fortune. Need is my tactic. Detachment is my strategy. 
When I had no lover, I courted my sleep. my roof when I had no supper my eyes dined when I had no eyes I listened when I had no ears I thought when I had no thought I waited when I had no father I made care my father when I had no mother I embraced order when I had no friend I made quiet my friend when I had no enemy I opposed my body when I had no temple I made my voice my temple I have no priest my tongue is my choir when I have no means fortune is my means when I have nothing death will be my fortune when I had no roof I made audacity my roof. When I had no supper, my eyes dined. When I had no eyes, I listened. When I had no ears, I thought. When I had no thought, I waited. The next poem is called Ginza Samba, which is also the title of a jazz tune, uh, not a real well-known one. It's on the album of uh, Cal Jader with Stan Getz. Um, I started off wanting to grow up to be like these guys. I wanted to be a musician, and my instrument was the saxophone. Uh, as this poem recounts, the saxophone was invented by a Belgian man living in Paris. His name was Adolf Sax. Sax invented the saxophone. And um, that would mean it was a European instrument. But it's not, is it? It's an American instrument. Because it was made so by geniuses. Named Johnny Hodges and Lester Young and then the generation of Charlie Parker and Dexter Gordon. They made it their instrument. And um, that's what I think, that's what I think you students ought to be doing with everything you hear, everything you study, to make it your instrument. That was the sermon, Here Comes the Poem. Ginza Samba. Thank you. 
monosyllabic European named Sax invents a horn. His horn. Voila, voilà de A kind of twisted brazen clarinet. But with its column of vibrating air, shaped not in a cylinder like a clarinet, but in a cone. A cone widening ever outward. And boah, spouting infinitely upward through an upturned swollen bell, rimmed like a glaxinia, rimmed like a glaxinia, flowering in Saxe's Belgian imagination. Sax's Belgian imagination and in the unfathomable matrix of mothers, fathers, ancestors, graven, humming into the cells of the body, or saved, cupped in the resonating grail of memory, changed and exchanged, as in the trading of brasses, pearls, ivories, calicoes, calicoes, ivory, pearls, and slaves, slave laborers. And slave girls. Two cousins. Two cousins in a royal family of Niger known as the birds or hawks. In Christendom, in Christendom, one cousin has a child who becomes a favorite Negro, end quote. A quote favorite Negro, end quote, ennobled by decree of the Tsar, and he founds a great family, a line of generals, dandies, and courtiers, including the poet Alexander Pushkin. Pushkin killed in a duel concerning his wife's honor, while the other cousin The other cousin sails in the belly of a slave ship to the port of Baltimore, where she is raped and dies in childbirth. sails to the port of Baltimore, that other cousin, where she is raped and dies in childbirth. But the infant will marry a Seminole, and in the next chorus of time, their child fathers a great hawk or bird with many followers, among them this great-grandchild of the Jewish manager of a Pushkin estate blowing his American breath out into the wiggly tomb, uncurling its triplets and sixteenths, the Ginza Samba, the Ginza Samba of breath and brass, the reed vibrating as a valve, the ether, the unimaginable wires and circuits of an ingenious box here in my room in this house built a hundred years ago while I was elsewhere. 
It is like falling in love. It is like falling in love. The atavistic imperative of some one voice or face. The skill. The copper filament. The golden bell full of notes. Twirling through their invisible element. From Rio to Tokyo. And back again. Gathering speed in the variations. As they tunnel the twin haunted labyrinths. Ennobled. Raped. Hawk. Bird. The twin haunted labyrinths of stirrup and angle. Echoing here. Echoing here in the hearkening instrument of my skull. These kids are too smart to fool. They really are quite wonderful. I won't yak, we'll just do this next. Excuse for loving, written in the 16th century. Let it not your wonder move, less your laughter that I love. Though I now write 50 years. I have had and have my peers. Poets, though divine, are men and women. Some have loved as old again. And it isn't always face, clothes, or fortune. That gives the grace or the feature or the youth. No, it's the language and the truth with the ardor and the passion that gives the lover weight and fashion.
If you then would hear this story, first prepare you to be sorry that you never knew till now either whom to love or how. But be glad along with me when you learn that this is she of whose beauty it was sung. She shall make the old man young, keep the middle aged stay, and let nothing hide decay till she be the reason why all the world for love may die. who's a wonderful host, describes this process to you a bit where I send some poems with really a few words, a sentence or two. This next one, what I said was maybe the musicians will think of an unexpected way to do this. So what you're going to hear is created by uh, Stephen and Evan and Matt. And uh, to help give you an idea of how this works, I think I will read the poem a cappella, as though this were a poetry reading at a, a university. And, um, and I were a poet given it. And then they will play, and I'll join them. And this will be done the Point Loma Nazarene Jazz Band way. Here is the poem. It's my translation as I sense it from reading other translations of a poem by the great Greek poet Constantine Kavafi. An old man after Kavafi. Back in a corner alone in the clatter and babble, an old man sits with his head bent over the table and his newspaper in front of him in the cafe. Sour with old age, he ponders a dreary truth how little he enjoyed the years when he had youth, good looks and strength and clever things to say. He knows he's quite old now. He feels it. He sees it. And yet the time when he was young seems, was it yesterday? How quickly, how quickly it slipped away. Now he sees how discretion has betrayed him and how stupidly he let that liar persuade him with phrases. Tomorrow, there's plenty of time. Someday. He recalls the pull of impulses he suppressed, the joy he sacrificed. Every chance he lost ridicules his brainless prudence a different way. But all these thoughts and memories have made the old man dizzy. He falls asleep, his head resting on the table in the noisy cafe.
Back in a corner alone in the clatter and babble, an old man sits with his head bent over the table, his newspaper in front of him in the cafe. Sour with old age, he ponders a dreary truth. How little he enjoyed the years when he had youth, good looks, and strength, and clever things to say. He knows he's quite old now. He feels it. He sees it. And yet, the time when he was young seems, was it? Yesterday. How quickly. How quickly it slipped away. Now he sees how discretion has betrayed him and how stupidly he let the liar persuade him with phrases. Tomorrow, there's plenty of time, someday. He recalls the pull of impulses he suppressed, the joy he sacrificed. Every chance he lost ridicules his brainless prudence a different way. But all these thoughts and memories, all these thoughts and memories have made the old man dizzy. He falls asleep, his head resting on the table in the noisy cafe. I'll say a little about how musically intelligent I think that what the band did with that is. They probably had maybe a little help from their director, John Daly, but what they came up with was not to do something lugubrious and overemphasizing the sadness of, oh, the man is old. Instead, they did something, their word was whimsical, and a little bit in an idiom you can picture being the idiom of music that the old man might like which, in my opinion, by being sort of sprightly and up and bright, it brings out the sadness more along with the happiness, where it's not schmaltzy. By the way, it's important to say about Kavafi's poem, I think, that this is definitely a young man's idea of old age. <laughs> Kavafi wrote the poem when he was about 28 years old. Kavafi gay, terrified of spending his life in the closet, and he looks at an old man. The old man is probably thinking about his lottery ticket <laughs> or about the waitress's ass <laughs> or his grandkids. Take my word for it. <laughs> and Kavafi projects his anxieties. He attaches his, he makes it his old man. And that also is another kind of intelligence. It's, a, it's an intelligence that is sympathetic and empathetic, but also truthful. So that is the true Kavafi vision of an old man as seen by Kavafi the young man. 
And I do salute the band uh, for coming up with that treatment of the poem. Now, I warned them I, warned them I was not going to lie to the audience about what we're going to do now. I'm going to read a poem to you, again, a cappella. And it is a poem that Stephen and Evan and Matthew have seen and possibly even read. (laughs) And they will, with you, they will hear me read it. Then we will let them rehearse for seven or eight seconds. And they will come up with a way that they and I will do the poem together. So you're seeing the fabled beast improvisation uh, before your very eyes. The poem is called Rhyme. It's the poem I chose to put first in my selected poems. In a very favorable review of my uh, selected poems, a very kind reviewer said, it is just like Robert Pinsky to write a poem called Rhyme that does not rhyme. It does. It does, but not in the way that maybe it was. You know, it doesn't rhyme like the music stand is right near my hand. Uh, it's tongue, meant body, spirit, air, song. doesn't matter. I would read the poem to you, and then uh, the band will either do something glorious or the laugh will be on me. <laughs> rhyme. Air, an instrument of the tongue. The tongue, an instrument of the body. The body, an instrument of spirit. The spirit, a being of the air. Each bird, the medium of its song. Each song, a world, a containment like a hotel room, ready for us guests who inherit our compartment of time there. In the Joseph Cornell box, among ephemera as its element, the preserved bird, a study in spontaneous elegy, the stuffed parrot art, mortal in its cornered sphere. Each room a stanza, rung in a laddered filament, clambered by all us unsteady chambered voices that share it, each one reciting, I, too, was here. I, too, was here. In the box, in books. Each element an instrument. The body still straining to parrot the spirit, a being of the air. an instrument of the tongue. 
the tongue an instrument of the body. The body an instrument of the spirit. And the spirit the spirit of being of the air. song, each song a world, a containment, like a hotel room ready for us guests to inherit our compartment of time there. Each room a stanza, rung in a laddered filament, clambered by all us unsteady chambered voices that share it each one reciting I too was here I too was here in a room in a rhyme in the box in books Each element an instrument, the body still straining, still straining to parrot the spirit, and the spirit a being of the air. Thank you all very much. Stephen P. Brown Matthew Giles Their humble lyricist Thank you. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.